step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Wednesday, November 4, 2020. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio, brought to you tonight by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, and all state insurance in Westchester, PA. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight, along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesco. Hey, Chet, you know, I always say a win is a win is a win. It's a football game, not a beauty pageant. No matter what anybody wants to say about the Eagles and how they look, they won on Sunday night. And they're in first place. Hmm. The Phillies offered JT Real Muto a qualifying offer worth $18.9 million. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Chose to let D.D. Gregorius walk away. And Daryl Morey, the Sixers' new president of basketball operations, held his first presser and made it clear that winning a championship is the only goal for this team. Interesting times ahead, as always. <laughs> As always, Bill. Yeah, we touched on it a bit last week. I'm really losing faith in the Phillies organization as far as, you know, what they're doing and more accurately what they're not doing. They're frustrating a lot of us fans these days. But, hey, we'll talk about that. I am excited, though, about the new leadership of the 76ers now that we've gotten to know Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers just a little bit anyway. Uh, and as for the Eagles, yeah, this has to be the first time ever that the Eagles beat the hated Cowboys by two touchdowns, even covered the spread, took a firmer grip on first place, and yet everybody is complaining about the coach, the quarterback, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, go figure. I'll take a win anytime. I'd, I'd rather talk about how bad I thought they played after a win than after a loss, right? Oh, sure, absolutely. Win is a win is a win. Hey, Ted, let's get started with the Phillies, though. Let's talk about JT Real Muto and his situation. Uh, for those that don't understand what a quali qualifying offer means, let's explain that just a little bit. $18.9 million figure represents the average of the game's top 125 salaries, and that's set by the league, okay? So the, the Phillies have nothing to do with that. Uh, the Phillies made that offer to him. He has 10 days from the offer to accept or decline the offer, all right? If he accepts it, he becomes signed. It's done for that. We know he's not going to take that. If he rejects it, he signs elsewhere. Phillies get a comp compensatory pick in next year's draft. So 
even if he rejects the offer, though, the Phillies are still in the hunt to negotiate with him. Yeah, and let's be honest, there's probably about a 1% chance that he signs that qualifying offer. I really hope he's serious about wanting to stay in Philly, but, I mean, he knows he can get a rich long-term contract offer from a couple of teams up I-95 for one thing and probably a few others as well. So he's going to test free agency. I'm almost certain of that. And then, of course, it's up to John Middleton and how generous he's feeling. But as I said last week, I'm not feeling real optimistic right now about the Phils. No, me neither. And uh, and like you say, he's not going to take this. I mean, what as I said, it's the average of the hop, uh, top 125 salaries. He wants to be the number one catcher. So he wants to be in the top 10 salaries, say, or, or 20 at least. Um, you know, he, he's going to get big bucks, and you can't blame him for going after it. The Phillies, you know, and we talked about this a little bit last week, it's, it's all about the money. And uh, they've made that pretty clear by clearing out, uh, you know, the uh, scouting department and they've cleared out the bullpen, which needed to be cleared out uh, for other reasons. But, you know, I think this is going to be a very, uh, what do you want to call it, fiscally responsible offseason. And I wonder what Bryce Harper is thinking right now. You know, is he regretting his decision to come here? Uh, Zach Wheeler also, I think, that, you know, he he's another guy who thought this team was maybe going places and was going to continue to add pieces. And now here we are probably saying goodbye to JT. And then the other part of this, D.D. Gregorius not getting a qualifying offer. So I guess that means Segura is going to go back to shortstop. Kingry's going to play second because I don't think the kid they have in the minors is ready yet to come up. So, it's going to be a long 2021. Yeah, I think it is. And I guess the only thing that I don't know, because I just haven't kept quite good enough track of it at this point in the in the winter or coming into the winter, is what are the other teams doing? Uh, you know, is everybody taking this fiscal approach and, and letting people go and, and all that? Um, I don't know that, but it may be, you know, somebody's going to be an outlier like the Yankees. They always are. Um, but maybe everybody is going to put up less money and maybe Real Muto is not going to get the offers he might expect. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he's going to do pretty well, though. So I'm not overly worried about him or his future. He's going to get some big money somewhere. I hope it's in Philly. We shall see. Um, maybe Didi will go back to the Yankees. Who knows? Um I just have a tough time getting excited about this group right now. And Middleton saying, you know, as far as like the general manager search, well, I can't imagine anybody, you know, uprooting themselves and moving in this time during the pandemic. What about the 76ers across the street? Right. You know, they they brought in Doc Rivers. They brought in uh, Daryl Morey, uh, a couple of assistant coaches. Those guys had no problems uprooting themselves in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And, and if you offer a guy a general manager job, especially <laughs> if he's never been a general manager, he's jumping and he'll be in Philly in just a heartbeat. Yeah, you know, when Middleton first became the public face of Philly's ownership a few years ago, we were all pretty excited about him, thinking, yeah, this guy gets it. He's for the fans. He's willing to spend money. Boy, how things have changed since the Bryce Harper signing. Yeah, and, and you know, you mentioned about Harper, and, you know, this, it's an interesting situation. You know him and Rimito are, are such good friends. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, let's just say, pick a number. It takes three years to get this thing all sorted back out. Now you've you've lost Harper, you know, you've got him, what, five or six years in. Now, is he the player that he is now, or is he out of his prime? And now all of a sudden, you didn't get your bang for your buck on all the money, stupid money, you spent on him. 
Yeah, I mean, he's in his prime right now, and you should take advantage of that by getting some nice pieces around him, bringing JT back, maybe getting another quality pitcher because they could certainly use pitching. We know that. Um, I don't know. I hope they surprise me and do something big over the winter, like bring JT back and add a couple other pieces. But I I haven't gotten that sense that they're going to do any of that. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chad, I'm going to see if I could do this. We're going to talk about this for a minute, but check out this comment. That fiscal responsibility is a bunch of BS from Big John Roberts. Well, what do you think about that, Chad? I mean, I, I, it's a business. They're running the business. They said they lost $180 million. We don't care. We're the fans. We just want to see baseball or whatever sport. We want to see them win. Um, do, do you blame them for trying to run a business? I do blame him because he's going to make that money up eventually. And trust me, one or two bad years isn't going to kill this guy uh, in the long term. He, They're going to recover. Baseball will be back, I'm sure of it. It might not be in 2021, unfortunately, but I think things will eventually get back to normal. The money will you know, start coming in once again. And Philly's a big market team. It's not like... It's, you know, Milwaukee or Seattle or, or well, Seattle's pretty big too, but you know, they have the money to spend and, you know, you lose money for a year or two. So what? You're going to make it up. Come on, John Middleton. Uh, it, it's it, To me, it's interesting because certainly I, I want them to win too. Uh, it's not quite so simple as to say, oh, we'll lose money for a couple, two or three years at $180 million a year and well, all's good. <laughs> it's not our money you know? <laughs> right it's not our money but hey uh we'll be covering a lot more Phillies there's going to be a lot more Rio Muto news and probably a lot more Phillies news as we move forward but uh hey Jeff before we talk Eagles because we got a lot to talk about there let's give our viewers a quick update on our new technology we're trying out tonight it's our first time and uh, uh hopefully we've got a better product out there tonight Yeah, well, as most people know, Bill, uh, Philly Press Box Radio, since the spring, has been part of the Edge of Philly Sports Network. And as folks who have watched our past shows, either live via Facebook Live or after the fact on our YouTube channel, also know we've had a lot of uh, issues with choppy or freezing video problems. Kind of tough to watch sometimes. Well, thanks to our partnership with Edge of Philly and some help from our buddy, Big Al, over there, uh, we have now upgraded our system to use this fancy video technology from StreamYard that will allow us to look and sound better. I mean, it's tough making you and me look better, but <laughs> we still have faces for radio. That's exactly, that. exactly. But uh, yeah, we're probably going to have a glitch or two along the way as we get used to it. But if all goes as planned, it's going to get better and better every week. We'll, you know, beef it up even more with little videos and things. And of course, you'll enjoy watching our show even more than you have in the past. And you already posted a comment from our buddy, Big John. Well, feel free to post comments. And if something grabs our eye, Bill, you can throw it on the screen because I got a bunch of other stuff happening here on my side screen. So if you see a good comment from John or Robbie or Rob or anybody else who's watching, put it on up. So, uh, yeah, this is something new and exciting for us. And again, thanks to Al Zafiri at Edge of Philly Sports Network for helping us out and did some tests the other night. And uh, we think we sort of know what we're doing for a change. Good. And hey, Chet, we're just going to throw this up there because it's cool. There you go. Boom. Robbie. Yeah. It does look world's better. We appreciate that, Robbie. And we appreciate your support uh, hanging in with us through thick and thin here when we started out just on our audio all the way to here we are tonight with something new. And we're, we're like you said, we're going to uh, 
we're going to stumble here and there, but tonight we're giving it our first go and we're, uh, we're sharing responsibilities as we figure this out and we're going to make it happen. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to have some good guests in future weeks and uh, they'll look better. We'll look better. They'll be able to promote it because they get this nice little invitation from us that they can share with their friends. And it's cool because you can watch it now right on YouTube as it happens. Before we would post it on YouTube the next morning. Right now, you could watch it on YouTube if it's working correctly. I haven't checked, but it should be. So, yeah, we're going to be on our YouTube channel, on Edge of Philly's YouTube channel, as well as on Facebook Live and our uh, Philly press box radio um website so a lot of uh, opportunities and options for you yeah that's right all right hey good stuff and uh hey and, and feedback if if uh if you guys you know we're seeing your comments here but if you have comments after the fact let us know if you liked it you didn't like it things we could do different uh like we said this is this is new and we're creating as we go if you will so uh we're, we're open to anything, and if, uh, whatever we can do to make it better, that's what we're trying to do. Hey, one other Philly things, a Phillies thing. Alec Bohm, one of the three finalists for Rookie of the Year, which will be announced either Monday or Tuesday next week. So good luck to Alec. Absolutely. Good point. You know I like him. I know All right. Do. Hey, Chet, let's talk Eagles. Some serious errors by Carson Wentz on Sunday night. Still a good division game against a very, very bad Dallas Cowboys team. But, hey. Like I say, it ain't a beauty pageant. It's a football game, and a win is a win. Yeah, a win is a win, but, you know, after watching a couple of – What's with the butt? butt. (laughs) There is a butt. Here's the deal. Sunday – here's how I spent my Sunday. I did pretty much nothing other than watch football, and I watched a couple of real good games earlier in the day. Steelers and Ravens down to the wire. Bears and Saints. Nick Foles, Drew Brees. uh, Same high school. Um That was a great game. Then the Sunday night game rolls around. I'm excited about it. It's Eagles-Cowboys. And the game was a a clunker. The team I root for, the Eagles, of course, I I was excited to see them, and I I was hoping they would beat Dallas. They did, but it just wasn't as much fun as it should have been. You know I like Carson Wentz, Bill, but he's in his fifth year now, fifth friggin' year, and he's still making way too many poor decisions. I'm not trying to run him out of town. But he's throwing into traffic. He's taking too many avoidable sacks, just general carelessness. He fumbled two more times on Sunday, losing both of them. He's now fumbled, I think, seven times this season, losing four of them. So between the fumbles and the 12 interceptions, he's got 16 turnovers himself, which is more than every team in the league except the Cowboys and, of course, the Eagles. Um, I'm tired of Carson Wentz saying after every single game, I got to take better care of the ball. Do it, please. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you, here, my, my take on this, the fumbles make me crazy too. Um, the interceptions, I think, is more of a, of a kid just trying to do too much. He doesn't have a whole lot of talent out there, and he didn't last year either. Uh, that's, that's not an excuse as much as just the fact that the kid is trying to make plays, uh, and, and he's making bad ones. As a result, he's forcing balls into play that that one he threw in the end zone on the, the sideline of the end zone that got intercepted. Absolutely no reason to throw that ball, you know, other than he's trying to make a play. And instead of taking a loss or or whatever, uh, he certainly got to do better than that. Now, are you better than that if you have Zach Ertz running an underneath route or if you have somebody stretching the field a little bit better? You know, is there is there other things that are going to happen here? That's something I want to get to uh, moving forward, and and that's what we got to hope for. 
Yeah. Well, one thing, well, he, he's kind of like a gunslinger, like a, a Brett Favre used to be back in the day. And you're going to accept that if you make more good plays mixed in with some of the bad plays. And, you know, he looked good late in the games against both the Ravens and the Steelers. He looked great in the latter part of the Giants game, leading them to two touchdowns in the final six minutes. But uh, Sunday night, you know, you win by two touchdowns, you cover, you beat the Cowboys, and it just didn't feel like a good W. Maybe I'm being too hard on the Eagles. They're in first place by a game and a half. Maybe they'll get uh, things rolling a little better as the season goes along. There's a whole second half of the season. They're getting some guys back healthy, which is nice. Goddard came back the other night. They should have Miles Sanders and hopefully Lane Johnson healthier um, for the next game, which is a week from Sunday because they got the bye this week. So hopefully getting those guys back, Zach Ertz eventually uh, it will help, and we can get excited about the team going into the playoffs because I do think they're going to be the NFC East representative with seven, eight, and one, or maybe even six, nine, and one. They'll begin ah, the playoffs. Well, here's the deal: you you led me right to my to my note sheet. Okay, uh -huh. we're going to. I never do this, but we're going to do it tonight. Okay, here's the deal: if the Eagles win the games in the East, it's all they got to win. That gets them to six. That gets them. To seven. Okay. Seven. Yeah. So here's the deal. The Giants are up next. They win that. They, they have it. No, I, I threw in Cleveland. They could steal a Cleveland game. Cleveland's not bad. They could steal that. They're five, four, and one. They're going to lose to Seattle, lose to Green Bay, lose to New Orleans, lose to Arizona, which puts them five, eight, and one. They beat Dallas. They beat Washington. They end up seven, eight, and one. If yeah. they could steal one game. Now, here's the here as you were running down injuries and so forth. The key for this team with that scenario right there, because nobody else in the East is stealing any of them games. They're not beating any of them teams. No. So the key to this team right now, in my mind, December 21st, after the Arizona game, they have Dallas on December 27th and Washington on January 3rd. They need to be healthy December 21st for those last two games to win those games. And on January 10th, they're going to be hosting a playoff game at Lincoln Financial Field with a 7-8-1 or 6-9-1 record. Yeah, as a division winner, they would host a, a playoff game. But uh, I don't want it to come down to those last two games because anything can happen. I mean, I don't think the Cowboys are going to beat anybody because I think they pretty much packed it in for the season. But Washington can be a dangerous team. We know that they're they got some great guys on the defensive line. They beat the Eagles, of course, in the season opener. They could still be in contention going into that final week because the NFC East is so crappy. So, absolutely, good point. And and I was going to mention this uh, later with Fred when we get to our picks. As a matter of fact, I have it written down. Um, this is a big game for the Giants to go play the. The, the football team and beat the football team this week because the Redskins can play defense. Their offense is pathetic, but they can play defense. And, you know, you don't want them to be there as a spoiler on the last week of the season. But I just don't, I mean, are there any games that I mentioned they're going to lose that you think they're going to win? Uh, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Arizona? I don't I, think so. They could steal a win against either New Orleans or Arizona, but I wouldn't count on it. I think you're right. I think Cleveland is the best opportunity. Um, so, yeah, if, if you can win that game, Cleveland or one of those other two, I'd like our chances a lot better than having to just win the three 
NFC East games that remain and get to six, nine and one, because I think seven, eight and one will absolutely do it. But uh, six, nine and one, not so sure. Well, the key, I think the key is the health issues. This is a marathon, not a sprint. You don't need these guys now. If the season plays out like we're talking about, we're just about at midseason now. If the, if it plays out like we're talking about, it's getting healthy down the stretch. And if you get healthy come Christmas time, get into the playoffs, and, and you're a different team. You're not that team that's been stinking for, you know, for the whole first half of the season. You go into the playoffs and you win a game. Who knows? Once you, once you get to the dance, anything can happen. Oh, yeah. And if they're playing better in December, the buzz will be back. And uh, I would love to see them host a playoff game because, you know, anything can happen, especially if it's a home game. And uh, who knows? Bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, when we get with Fred, uh, the first thing I want to ask Fred, uh, Chad, is he he was at the game the other night, is what it was like to be at Lincoln Financial Field to play in the Cowboys with a dead stadium and no fans and all that. So I'm excited to hear what his take was uh, on that as well. Well, I'll tell you what, let's talk about insurance for a minute and then bring Fred on. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. Let's talk about that. Insure that all state insurance at Westchester PA. Yeah. Uh, it, one of the best benefits of having an all state insurance policy is getting a local agent like Dave Lavoie. And if I can find that all state banner that we have in here, that'd be cool. If I could put that up, right. Uh, let me see if I can find that. I got you. it. I got it. There we uh, go. New technology. Hey, <laughs> yes. Uh, Allstate hey. Insurance. Dave Lavoie. Dave is dedicated to you. Building that personal relationship means you can work with someone who knows you and understands your family's needs. Someone you can call when you have questions or need help. Dave is dedicated to protecting what is most important to you and your family. Call Dave today at Allstate in Westchester, Pennsylvania at 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700. And having said that, I'm going to switch screens and do this. There oh, you yeah. go. Now you and now we got to get us back. <laughs> yeah we're having fun with this here we go get out of here dave Thank there you. you go <laughs> all right now let's welcome our man from edge of philly sports network freddie burns back to talk some fantasy football eagle sixers and everything else freddie welcome back my man look at you guys How look at you it? guys with the technology <laughs> awesome i didn't expect that oh, that's how great last. how Good about job. We're That's trying awesome. to we're trying to figure it out. Hey, Fred, uh, I think you were sitting in the in the back there a little bit when we were talking. Uh, what was it like going to Lincoln Financial Field for the Cowboys game? No fans and uh, and and a pretty ugly football game. It was something I had to do. I'll never do it again. I won't go to another game like that. Um, they pump in the crowd noise while you're there, so it's kind of like what my noise isn't really impacting this game you know and you're you're spread out um they're very strict with the masks and you can have your opinion on that but it's it's like if you if you don't have food or a bottle on your lips someone is coming over and saying hey pull your mask up or whatever um which which i, I get why i'm not i'm just saying that's the atmosphere um it, it it's just not the same it's just not you, you, the game was cool you get excited when rodney mikhail pick up that fumble and runs it in. You're you're excited. You're cheering. You're happy. Um, but it's definitely like 
I could just do this at home with with the same with the same six people that you're you're set up with. You know what I mean? Right, right. Now, in your I don't know where you were sitting, but were there people generally around you? Could you talk to people, or were you just you and your wife were there? I think uh, was it just kind of the two of you hanging out, and everybody else was wherever. Well, it was me, my wife, uh, my two brothers, and my brother's two friends. So we were six in a row. Um, and then all the other seats around you are sh- tie strapped, closed, so that no one can come anywhere near you and like maybe sneak down and sit near you. And it's pretty spread out where I was. Like we had no one around us. Um, but if you go to the lower levels, people are a little bit closer. I'd say they're about six rows off from each other. So you probably can communicate better. But where I was, Nah, just us. And then maybe a section over, I guess you could, but you're not yelling nothing at them. You're kind of just doing your thing. Wow. Uh, hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's get to fantasy football. What's uh, what's going on? I'm, again, I guess the Cowboys won't have a quarterback in fantasy football this week. <laughs> just stay, stay away from the Dallas Cowboys. You can't, <laughs> you can't even pick up their receivers. I saw Michael Gallup get cut. If Dak was there, even maybe Dalton, he'd be on a roster, but you can't you can't touch them. But there's a lot of injuries at the quarterback position. I just saw Garoppolo's out for the season. Stafford um, is got put on the COVID list. He may be a game-time decision depending on whatever they got to do to get him on by Sunday. So you got injuries across the board. If you're at quarterback, I would say Phillip Rivers. He hasn't had a great season, but he had three touchdown passes last week out of the bye. Maybe they got something going in Indianapolis. It's not a great matchup against the Ravens. He's a guy out there. Um, the other quarterback out there, I wrote him down. Oh, yeah, Drew Locke. Um, he had a very nice game and has a great matchup against the Falcons. So he's a guy you could pick up. Uh, the running back position, you, J.K. Dobbins came out of nowhere at 100 yards rushing last week. That was good to see. A touchdown. No, I don't think he scored. He's a guy on the waiver wire you might be able to stream. Um, Harris, Damian Harris in New England. Now, New England, you got to be careful because they love playing around with the backs. You don't know who they're going to make the guy that week. But if you don't have a running back, he's worth a look. He had 115 yards rushing last week and a touchdown. And then also, Miles Gaskin is out for the Miami Dolphins. So, Matt Breida looks like he may be able to play. I would take an interest in him because he's going to get the carries there. that's again, this is waiver wire pickups. If you need to stream someone or you're in a pinch, um, as far as wide receivers go, Emmanuel Sanders, he's going to show out on all your like websites and stuff on your apps. It'll show he's out, but he is a game time decision. He's most likely going to play for the Saints. So if you can pick up Emmanuel Sanders, he's a good pickup. And then Nick Foles uh, found uh, his name's escaping me again. What's his name? Dornell Mooney. Five, a no-name, obviously. That's why I forgot his name. He had five catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown last week. He's a wide receiver guy that I would take a chance on because, you know, Foles may find a liking to him, and, and he's a, a diamond guy that you find there. Antonio Brown, he's going to play now. He's a guy to look into. We talked about him last week. He probably is picked up, but he's a guy to look at. Tight end-wise, uh, George Kittle's out for the year. Jordan Reed is on IR right now. He's the backup. He had when he's healthy, he's a top five tight end in this league. You saw it in Washington for years. You saw it the two games he played this year before he got hurt. He's a guy that I would grab and see and maybe get a week or two out of. Also, you got Robert Tanyan in Green Bay. He's getting the targets. Sometimes Rogers likes him, sometimes he doesn't. So you kind of gotta see how that goes. 
And, you know, that's, that's all I really got for this week, waiver wire wise. It's, it's slim pickings. Is Antonio <laughs> Brown definitely playing this Sunday? Uh, yeah. Uh, Arian said it could be 10 snaps, it could be 20 snaps, it could be 30 snaps. Who knows? So, with Godwin still a question mark, it's definitely something, you know, I would at least grab because, I mean, they didn't sign him to sit him on the bench, they signed him to use him. Okay. And he's a freak. He'll be in shape. He'll be ready to, he'll be ready to go. Yeah. That, that's for sure. Be interesting to see how that all plays out in Tampa with all the weapons they have down there, for sure. I, in, one, in one game with New England last year, he had like three touchdown passes <laughs> right. or three touchdown receptions. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, let's get to some predictions, and then we'll, we'll swing back. We'll talk a little more Eagles, and we'll talk some, uh, some Sixers with you, Fred. But, uh, Chet, what are your standings between you two? Well, thanks to the Steelers hanging on to get past the Ravens on Sunday, Fred had a perfect 4-0 and weekend. Congrats, Fred. I took the Ravens. Look tough loss. You. I was 3-1. and one. That means, though, Fred is now up three games on me. He's an impressive 25-8 and eight for the season. Way to go, Fred. I'm three games back, as I said, at 22-11. and 11. Still a long way to go. Absolutely. All right. Uh, just two NFC East games this week, so we threw a couple wild card games in there just for fun. The Giants uh, coming off a pretty nice effort that lost to Tampa Bay. They visit Washington. Uh, the football team is a minus three in that game. Um, the Eagles need the Giants to win that game. Fred, we were talking about that, I think, before you came on. Uh, the undefeated Steelers visit Dallas. Steelers are minus 13 and a half. Um, we added in the Saints at the Bucks. The Bucks minus five and a half. And the Ravens at the Colts. The Ravens minus two and a half. So, Fred, we'll start with you. Who do you like? Giants at Washington, the football team, minus three. Yeah, I did. I overheard you earlier, and, and you're right. Washington does have a good defense, not so good of an offense. Same thing with the Giants, though. Their defense isn't the worst. Um, they held Brady in check for most of that game, and they've been having so, – even the Eagles, they, not that our offense is great, but they, they kept us in check for most of the game. Their offense, however, stinks. This is a toss-up. I feel like, based on the spread, I saw two and a half. I feel like this is one of them games where, you know, everyone bets Washington and the Giants pull it out. I'm, I think the Giants are going to win this game. I'm going to pick the Giants. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think the Giants are going to be a little bit in letdown mode after coming so close to beating TB the other night. Um, I think they're going to come up short in Washington. I'm going to take the football team to beat the Giants. Hmm. Okay. Well, there's one, one swing game in our yep. standings. There you go. All right. So let's get to, uh, what do we have? Steelers, Cowboys, Steelers <laughs> minus 13 and a half. Uh, really? There's not much question about that one. And Dallas is a joke. It's kind of great that they're a joke though, isn't it? Steelers. <laughs> and, and I understand they're changing quarterbacks again. They're not even going to give this kid a second go. They're, yeah. they're going to put in, uh, one of two guys that between the two of them, I think have played in nine games. Yeah. Unless Dalton is ready. Dalton could be back. They're not sure yet, but if not, they're going to go with one of the other guys. They they've seen enough of Ben Danuzio or whatever the heck his name is. Danucci. I don't know. Uh, you know what? That kid didn't have a chance either. He was running no. for his life all night too. So interesting. Okay. Uh, Saints at Bucks. Bucks minus five and a half. Usually a pretty good game between these two. Uh, when there was Jameis Winston, not Tom Brady on the Tampa Bay side. Yeah, I, I went against 
Brady and the, against Rodgers, and I thought I was good. They were up 10 nothing, and then it, it just fell out, and they just killed the Packers. I'm not going to take that chance again. <laughs> I, I like the Saints. I like Kamara, but I'm going uh, Bucks. I'm also taking the Bucks. Uh, they, they could be a team that comes out of the NFC the way they're playing lately. Um, they're getting it together, uh, adding some pieces, as you know. So I take Tampa Bay to win this game and, you know, maybe be a real threat in the playoffs. And by the way, going back to the last game, not only will the Steelers beat the Cowboys, they're going to win by at least 20. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody can argue that point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about the, the Ravens coming off that tough loss to the Steelers? And that was a good game. Uh, and they're at the Colts. The Ravens just two and a half point favorite in that. Yeah, the Colts, I think, are seven and one. It's really hard to go against the Ravens here, but I don't know. I just got the gut feeling that that the um that the Colts are gonna win this. I I, I think the Colts have a great defense. You could see if you limit Lamar Jackson to throwing, you can stop the Ravens. You know, you can't completely stop them. You got to score two. I'm going to go Colts here. All right. We have another different one. I honestly didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. I just went with the first thing that came to my mind, and that was Ravens to recover from their loss against the Steelers with a big win over the Colts. So we have two different this week, Fred. Good. Good. That'll be be interesting. I think that's a good game. And, uh, you know, I think the Ravens, it's going to be interesting to see how they play out. Because they can run the ball with Dobbins and uh, and Gus the Bus, uh, yeah. they have some guy and Mark Ingram, I guess, is hurt. Uh, but they've got some guys that can run the ball, and uh, it'd be interesting to see if teams start to try to stack up to to make um, the quarterback. Lost my thought. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, yeah. throw the ball and see how they see how they play that out. Fred, one other comment I want to make uh, as we finish this up. Uh, back to being at the game. Is there any home field advantage other than the fact you didn't get on an airplane to go somewhere? Is, is there any home field advantage in your mind having been there? I do think there's somewhat of one if you're a Philly fan base. The boos are heard um, when they at halftime. So, you know, that can have a positive effect sometimes to, to wake people up. So, you know, there's a slight one, but it ain't. It's nothing like the real thing, you know. Uh, hey, I, I got a comment I got to throw up here. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> what? No <Come> way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> well, that's all I can, That's all I got for you. I, I didn't make them up. So. Yeah, let's go with he it. Should, he should throw it to you all the time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thanks for watching, Travis. Travis hey, by the way, speaking of the Eagles, and, and Travis, if, if that's really you, I'm sorry to say this, but with the Eagles on a bye this week, I like the bye by a field goal. Oh, my. <laughs> there, there you go. There's one last one back from Travis. You know you know he has, he has one drop in 44 targets? Really? And what he's the uh, leading yardage receiver in the National Football League since he became uh, a starter, right? Yeah, yes, he is. Yep. Pleasant surprise. There you go, Travis. Love you, Travis. Welcome aboard. <laughs> All right, Fred. Uh, let's catch your thoughts on the first Daryl Morey Sixers presser. Uh, trade rumors started already. Uh, what's going to happen here? He was pretty excited in the uh, in the presser. I, I listened to the pressure, the whole thing. I'm so excited for him because I, I've been on your show and other shows, and I com- consistently complain about this focus on having to shoot the three ball all the time. 
And a lot of people get that perception of Maury because he's coming from Houston and the way Mike D'Antoni does things. But And he brought this up in the presser. We forget he also had Yao Ming and ran an offense through a center. And they had asked him, you know, if he had Shaquille O'Neal on his roster, how would he run his, his team? And he's like, I'd give Shaq the ball 100 times, <laughs> of course. So he's not this three-point guy. He, he's a guy that wants to see the players, what their skill set is, and then have a coach that's going to build the system around the skill set of the players. So it seems like he's very excited to have both Ben and Joe. And the trade rumors, I think that's all they are, are just rumors. I don't think Ben Simmons is going anywhere. I don't think um, Embiid's going anywhere. If you hear the comments from Maury, he even delegates to Rivers how Rivers has said it. They've won 65% of their games when they're on the floor together. It's not they can't win a championship. It's when they're going to win a championship. And he's trying to change the philosophy and the verbiage to think like that, which I always have agreed with. So I'm excited. There's a couple things Maury said that, that got me excited through that presser. Well, Fred, I don't think it's going to happen, but there was even speculation that the Sixers would be interested in James Harden. Maybe uh, Simmons for Harden, even up trade, with maybe a couple other pieces thrown in. Would you do that, Simmons for James Harden? No, Harden's 31 years old. There's a lot of games where he puts up, you know, 50 shots and gets that 30 points. You know what I mean? There's a lot of games where he's, you know, fifth, like eight for 40. You know, that I, I, we don't, we know James Harden's stats. It's a lot of ISO. We're running an offense here and that's where Rivers is going to run. So it's not going to be what you see in Houston so much. I don't, I wouldn't do that in a million years. Ben Simmons in three years has done so much. He's all first team NBA D. He's rookie of the year two all-star appearances. You just can't trade talent like that. That would be another one of these six, the Philadelphia sports trade a guy away. And then he goes and wins championships elsewhere. That's exactly what will happen. I'm kind of with you on that, but at the same time, I'd be pretty excited if they did get hard. I think it would be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. He likes to shoot a lot, but he's averaged 33 or 34 points a game over the last three years. He shoots 36, 36 and a half uh, from three consistently pretty much every year. Um, it would be fun watching, you know, him playing way out and, and be down low. It would be fun watching that, but you're probably right. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, what about Harden without getting rid of Simmons or Embiid? Yeah, so if, if they could if, do that, that would be fun. That, because, I don't know how they would do it. Because <laughs> my, my perspective is if you're the Houston Rockets and you're going to move on from James Harden, then you're probably going to move on from Westbrook too because you're going to go into a rebuild phase. So – they there's some teams out there where you can work a three-way deal like with the right. New York Knicks and maybe send Westbrook to New York, Harden here, get Horford and Tobias out of here, the contracts match, and then you throw in – we got all these picks. You throw them picks into Houston along with some of New York's picks. There's ways that that might happen, and guess what? We have Daryl Morey now. We have a guy that knows how to do that if, it, if the option is there. Well, it's it's going to be interesting to see that play out, and I and I'm interested to see. But they got to get some shooters, you know. Hmm. They got to get some perimeter shooters that can knock it down every night and be be superstars, star players. I mean, they got to they got to have somebody uh, that they could do that. And I, I obviously that, or I would think that's going to be priority one for Maury. I agree. You, you got to fill the bench with guys too. And I, and I've been yelling about this for a couple years now. Bellinelli is finally a free agent. Marco <laughs> Bellinelli's out there. Bring him and, back. And so's Kyle Corver. 
And now this isn't a destination with Brett Brown here with a clueless front office. This is now a destination with Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey with Embiid, Simmons, and whoever else ends up being here. Now it's an attractive destination. So you can, I think you can get those guys on the veteran minimum and then still add more pieces. Is Who's Kyle, older, you or Kyle Korver? I was just going to say, is Kyle Korver an <laughs> AARP member now? He's been around forever. I think he's a little bit older than me because I remember <laughs> he actually, when he was here, he went to a Christian Academy, some, some school that one of my buddies went to. And I guess he, he went to the same church, I think. So, um, yeah, I think he's a couple years older. <laughs> he does have better hair than you, Fred. Let's be honest. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. Fred, one final thing before we, uh, we wrap up the, um, back to the Eagles. Uh, you heard Chet and I playing this thing out, the regular season out, getting ready for the playoffs. Uh, do you see any games that they're going to steal? And do you think if they can just take care of the East, they're in business? Bill, I and I've been with this before they beat Dallas and before they beat the Giants. That is the path. What you laid out was the path, 7-8-1, and one, exactly. One game I do think they also could steal – is the Arizona Cardinal game. Just based on the few games I've watched, there are times that um, Kyler Murray is not on point and he can't find his receivers. He's inaccurate. I know that Dallas game, it was a high-scoring game, but he was struggling to get the ball in receivers' hands. Hopkins got the ball at the end in the fourth quarter. I think he caught like a 10-yard out and he took it like 70 yards. It made the stats look good. There was frustration going on there. We'll see. I think that might be a game too. But definitely 7-8-1 and one gets you in. Also remember, there's eight teams that get in the playoffs this year. You know, there's a couple teams that are five and three that don't have some, you know, a great schedule. So you may run into a team that's in the wild card as well with some losses. Well, isn't it? Isn't it? Is it seven or is it eight? It's eight. It's always been. Uh, yeah, I believe it's eight. What's right? that? What was the question? Playoff teams per conference. Eight. Yeah, well, it's always been. Six, so they're adding two more to eight, right? Right. Oh see, no, I no, no! You, you might be adding right, one Chet. more to seven, and now they're talking about maybe adding an eighth. Oh no, you're right, Chet. It was seven because the first the first seed gets the buy, and then you got the other six. Yeah, you're correct. Right. We're straight. Seven. Okay, Fred. Got a big show tonight, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you got going on. Where people can find you, and uh, you you're always busy. Yep, big big show tonight, as always, 9.30 tonight on Edge of Philly Sports. You can find us on YouTube, on the actual website, eopsports.com, or on the Facebook page. You can find me at Freddie Birds on Facebook, at Fred Hugo underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Me and Joey Sheeran of EOP been doing a new EOP bets thing. We've been doing pretty good with the picks. We tweet them out during the week. And then Sunday, I went five and two. I think I'm at like 35, 23, and one against the spread. I'm having a good year, guys. Nice. <laughs> so check that out. Maybe uh, maybe win some money. But, yep, that's where you can find me. Are uh, you making some money, Fred? I'm betting small. And that's okay. probably why I'm winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Fred. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming by. And uh, we will see you next week. All right. See you guys. See you, Fred. All right. Hey, Chet, speaking of Edge of Philly, let's give a shout out to uh, the network, the Edge of Philly Sports Network and their shows. You can check out the Broad Street Bully podcast. Drew, Jeff, and Doyle always talking Flyers hockey. Bird's IQ every Monday night, 7 p.m. with Kyle and Eric Quinn. 
talking Eagles football and reacting to the birds as they battle through the season. Lax Philly's going to be putting their show together with uh, Kevin and Gary getting uh, talking lacrosse. That's that's a fun sport. Mm-hmm. Of course, Fred mentioned Edge of Philly Sports Live with Joe, Freddie, and Big Al. They cover everything on Wednesday nights at 9.30. Of course, Chet, on the promo up there, there's us. We're part of the <laughs> network. Yeah, I couldn't find one with the whole uh, slate of shows, but I found this one, and I thought, what the hell? We'll put something up there, and there you go. There's us. Look at our smiling faces. There you go. Well, you can check out all the shows, www.eopsports.com. Help us out by hitting that subscribe, follow, like buttons, and as always, share with your friends and family. Sounds like a plan. Oh, why does that right. keep doing that? There we go. There you go. It's the guy on the controls, I think. A little sensitive. All right. All right. Hey, great guest tonight, Chad, in Edge of Philly Sports, Freddie Birds. Uh, so who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio to be part of our experiment? Well, next week, Bill, back for a fourth visit with us. I'm a big fan of this guy. I got to tell you, he's part of the midday show on Sports Radio WIP with Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie. He also co-hosts the Go Birds show on WIP on Saturdays. It's this guy. It's James Seltzer. He is a great guy who can talk very knowledgeably about all of the Philly sports teams. James Seltzer, we look forward to having him back on with us. And, of course, Fred in his usual spot also. All right. Looking forward to it. Uh, we got a bye week to talk about, so there'll be a lot of other action going on. Yeah, yeah. All should, right. we, should we do a little Raz right now, Bill? A little yeah, let's moment? talk about the Raz rule. Take it away. Take our quick break. Thanks, our friends over there at the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia for all the Philly teams and more. They have 11 line razors, mystery boxes, and now a memorabilia shop. Check out the Facebook pages. Like them or follow them. It's PPCC. 118 Raz Room and PPCC 118 Raz Room Shop on Facebook. And Chad, I wanted to tell you, speaking of the Raz Room, last weekend for the game, the Eagles Cowboys, they ran a small Raz, two items, a Roger Staubach Cowboys helmet and a Reggie White autographed collage, Eagles nice. collage. Nice. So uh, that was a Two pretty cool items that got uh, got put up there. And I'll tell you, the winner actually took the Cowboys helmet. Oh. How about that? Oh, and he's well. a local guy, but we won't we won't <laughs> say who he is. Don't embarrass him. All right. Hey, Chet, the Philly Press Box Radio website up and running full speed. You can watch this podcast. You, we have our Vimeos, current sports articles, some we write, some we post, uh, and the YouTube channel as well. We need more clicks on that YouTube like button. Yeah, and I think our fancy new look that we're showing off tonight will help with that. So as Bill said earlier, tell us what you think about this new presentation. You can do so through our Facebook page or comment video on our uh, YouTube channel. Some of you may be watching us right there right now on our YouTube channel. I hope you are. Um, If you're not a subscriber to our Philly Press Box Radio YouTube channel, do so, please. Just go to YouTube, type in Philly Press Box Radio in the search tab, and that'll take you right to our page. Then just hit the subscribe button, and you can check out all the videos that are posted there. I think we have about 58 or 60 of them there now, all of our shows since last April, and some fun segments and other odds and ends, too. Thank you for your support. 
Absolutely. All right, uh, Chet, are you ready for a parting shot? No, we got other stuff we got to cover here. We'll go and ahead and throw it out there. You, you've been avoiding this, Bill, and we have to discuss this. Not a pleasant topic at all, but Dude. Penn State football this yeah. past weekend. Our yeah. Nittany Lions are 0-2, first time in a while since, I guess, the uh, first Bill Bryan, O'Brien year. So it was not pleasant watching them Saturday night. Well, that that was a very simple game to analyze, Chet. Being an old offensive line coach, <laughs> there's two things that happened in that game, and they both happened in the trench. The Ohio State offensive line dominated the Penn State defensive line, and the Ohio State uh, defensive line dominated the Penn State offensive line. Game over. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you're going to get beat up in the trench, not much you're going to do. And, uh, you know, it really just kind of shows that uh, – you know, Penn, Penn State lost a lot of guys. You know, they lost Micah Parsons, who's who's maybe the best defense player in the country. Uh, they lost both the running backs now uh, for various reasons. They're they're trying to patch some things together. Uh, they're, they're just not at the caliber of Ohio State right now. No, not even close. I mean, they, they kind of hung in there for a while, but Ohio State's clearly the best team in that whole Big Ten conference. I think they're going to have their way with Rutgers this weekend, which could be ugly. Um, Penn State, though, you know, should be in now every game from here on out. They could go six and two, seven and two, counting the, the one playoff game or whatever they're calling it. Um, but you got to take it one game at a time and hope that they get it together. They got a good quarterback. Um, I don't know. I still don't have total faith in James Franklin. I don't know if you do, but uh, they got some things to prove. Yeah, the the quarterback's getting a lot of lot of heat. Sean Clifford's getting a lot of heat from the Penn State faithful up there, and uh, you know, I, again, I, the kid just tries to make plays, and you know, I don't know if they want him to be Trace McSorley or who they want him to be, but he's just a young guy, and he doesn't have a Saquon Barkley in the backfield with him or a Miles Sanders, uh, you know. So he's he's got some work to do. They did they did find a. a wide receiver this week Jahan Dotson eight catches three touchdowns he was impressive those two catches he made oh my gosh yeah back-to-back plays too yeah that was amazing yeah uh so yeah I mean I think I think we'll see college football as a whole is just kind of messed up how about Michigan State goes and gets gets blown out and turns around comes back and beats Michigan uh you know you talk about a hot seat it ain't James Franklin it's it's Jim Harbaugh (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's crazy in the Big Ten this year. Indiana, 2-0. When do you see that? So it's it's a weird year. It's 2020. Everything is crazy in every league this year. And uh, hopefully, as we said, Penn State will finish strong and give us a little bit of excitement on Saturday afternoons anyway. Yeah, and, uh, you know, talking college football, the Mac starts tonight uh, on TV, opening, opening game of the season the first week in November. Go figure that. And then, uh, you know, Saturday – Clemson goes to South Bend to play the Fighting Irish without Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, what do you think about that one? I think Clemson is a slight favorite still, even without their quarterback. The backup wasn't bad, certainly. Led a nice second half comeback last weekend. Uh, what do you what do you see happening in that game? Well, it's a, it's the same thing. I mean, you you take Trevor Lawrence out, you put another four star kid in, five star kid in, and uh, you know he he's uh, he, he, you know. He's inexperienced, but he's a great player. And I, I just think Clemson's got too many weapons. I think they'll go to South Bend and take care of business. 
Yeah, you're probably right. And to be honest, I'm not a huge Notre Dame fan, so I think I would be rooting for Clemson in that one. Yeah, yeah. Hey, one other comment, Chet. Uh, you mentioned James Franklin, and I, I meant to say this, and I did. Uh, you know, I think he he's a guy that's in, he's pretty locked in up there. I, I don't see you know six and two, or even back in in the regular season, uh, twelve games. You know, nine and three is probably going to be okay up there. He's he's not going anywhere. He's doing things the right way. He's recruiting well. He's graduating his kids. He's following the Penn State format. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot. I, I'm not sure he's a great game day coach. Yeah. Um, you know, but um, I, I don't see James Franklin being moved anytime soon. Yeah, it would probably take a, a big meltdown for it to happen. But a lot of people are not happy with him uh, because of his game day coaching primarily. I mean, I'm blaming him for the opening game loss against Indiana. A lot of people are as well. But, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere unless it really falls apart. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else on college football you want to talk about? Nope, that's about it. Should oh, we hit the party about, shots? What? No. How about Army-Navy yeah. going to West Point? Well, it's the whole 2020 COVID thing, and I don't know what the situation is there. I mean, they still no, have COVID. No fans. Point. No, oh, no fans. fans. No fans. So, yeah, I don't even understand why they did it then. Why couldn't they play it in Philly with no fans? I guess they just didn't want to incur the travel expenses to bring everybody up and do the whole thing. And uh, uh, Yeah, it makes sense. Because I don't think they, they even the brigade can't be there. Uh, okay. uh, Governor Wolf will not let them have, and apparently they, whatever you do, you petition them or whatever you do, uh, Wolf, and they were told no. Hmm. Well, hopefully it's a one-year thing and life gets back to normal in every other way sometime in 2021, because I miss baseball games and going there and tailgating and going to concerts. Let's get that back. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Let's get to our parting shot before we run out of time. I got a bunch of odds and ends here, Bill. Dick Grote, 90 years old today. You posted that on Facebook. I remember him with the Phillies, and it seemed like he was there longer. He was only there one and a fraction of a season. Right. Played most of his career with the Pirates. Still with us. 90 years old. Played in the NBA also. Yeah. I, was, I forgot and, about that. And was national college basketball player of the year and won a national championship at Duke along with two world series in the major league baseball. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, speaking of older guys, Tony Larusa away from the dugout since 2011 <laughs> back as a manager with the white Sox, age 76. Good luck to Tony. He's a feisty guy still and probably even more so in his old age. Yeah. I, I, I'm not getting that one. I mean, there's no young guy that can, run a ball club 75 years old come on yeah well, good luck tony uh, a couple of prominent deaths since we last talked hall of fame db herb Adderley, the philly guy who played the majority of his great career with the packers before finishing up with the cowboys in the early 70s herb died last friday at the age of 81 he was a great one and the legendary actor sean connery who left us at the age of 90 i'm gonna guess he's your favorite james bond am i right yeah absolutely there bond. you go the original Bond, James. You know, I saw Goldfinger when I was a kid. I haven't watched it since, but it's on one of the premium channels next week, and I already set my DVR to record it. So I'm going to watch Goldfinger again and see if it brings back some memories. Uh, speaking of bringing, uh, bringing back memories, Bill, this lady is 70 years old today, 
And this is what she looked like back in the day. We're talking about Marky Post. I was a fan of Night Court, and Marky Post was on there. Night Court was on in the late 80s into the early 90s. And she was one of those uh, unsuspecting beauties. I just, I had a little crush on Marky Post. I got to be honest. Tell you about you, Bill. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Me and you were on the same page there. I was just Marky hoping, Post. I, I didn't know you were going to put up put that up there, but I was worried. I was going to scramble and take the logo off the top of the page in case you got that on her face. We could share it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Marky Post, 70 years young today. I did not and, know she was 70. On a totally unrelated note, it was 45 years ago this week that Elton John took the top spot on the album charts with his LP rock of the Westies. I had it. I think I still do featured the hits. I feel like a bullet in the gun of Robert Ford. Yeah, that was a hit and Island girl. We can sing that if you want Island. No, girl. no, 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 no. no never mind. We're good. That's all I got. Wrap it up, Bill. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap it up. Thank tonight's special guest, Freddie Burns. Our sponsors, the Irish Rover station house, Bob Sullivan's like your age.com PPCC 118 Raz room and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester for their continued support of the show. For Jim Chechesko, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, November 11th at 7 p.m. You can see us right here live on Facebook or listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio, on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and others. So, high hopes, Philadelphia sports fans. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.